Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands, where each week I, Rob Jones, sit down with musicians and music lovers to talk rubbish about our favourite records and bands. See, the clue is in the title. Joining me today as we head back to the 70s is my brother, singer, guitarist and songwriter with Alvin and the Angry Barrels, Sam. So be prepared for piercings, mohawks, loud guitars and a gobby mess as we get into some of the best records of the 1977 punk explosion. Sounds good to me. So when I think of punk, I generally go to like 94, 95, but then that is what opened the door for me to go back to the earlier stuff. Yeah. So, and then obviously the earlier stuff being the Pistols and the Clash and the Damned, very, very UK based mm-hmm. and around 1977, but we're probably looking at like punk and punk adjacent records from both sides of the Atlantic and probably a few years either side of that big breakthrough in 1977. Is that fair? Yeah. So we, we've got some lists of them, which we're going to go through. And there were a few records that sort of kind of associate 1977 as the punk year don't you mm. kind of but then there's bits that are a bit before and then a bit the, a bit after and it's kind of does blur a little bit but most of what i've got is probably yeah around that sort of 76 to 80 i suppose so what we want to end up with is a list of five maybe six records which over the next few months will well each each one will get their own episode and we'll dive deep into them like we have done with records previously yeah they'll all get their own episodes yeah and this is just to kind of narrow the field down a bit because it is a pretty wild wide field isn't it and i'm sure we'll get into sort of what we define as a bit of definition discussion around some of this i think yeah yeah just one more caveat which i will before we get into our picks there's probably going to be punkier records certainly in the ones i've picked there might be ones that don't make our list at all that you might, you know, our listeners might think they should be on there. There might be albums that we've missed entirely that people think de- define the era. And if that's the case, then you can get us on the socials and tell us how wrong we are. So we're absolutely at Records and Bands on Instagram. And there's links to all the other ones. But yeah, if you think we're wrong, tell us. Uh, we often are. So <laughs> for me, the records I've kind of picked out tonight are the ones that first come to mind when I think of that 1977-ish punk wave. So with that being the case, I have got a few suggestions from our dear listeners. Ah, nice. Yes, I I have some too, actually. So do you want to go, You tell us what you got, and I'll see if we've got any matches, and we'll go from there. On our Facebook page, Aaron Lewis, who's a, he was saying the self-safe, eponymous albums from The Clash, (laughs) The Ramones, and The Stooges. Um, and also Singles Going Steady by Buzzcocks, yeah. which is kind of a collection of EPs and singles, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And then he also mentioned Stiff Little Fingers and the Dead Kennedys. Natasha Cox, who is a blast from the past, who I went to school with. Oh, right, yeah. And that was the first time I've heard from her in ages. She must have seen it somewhere. Anyway, she suggests The Slits, The Dead Kennedys, Susie and the Banshees, and Crass, who we've spoken about before ages ago with Rich, your friend yeah. from Terminal Rage. Yeah, very early uh, episode that, wasn't it? That was about episode four or something. Yeah. Society Owes Me a Gen X podcast mentioned The Damned. Also, Richard Hell, who was in television. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and The Descendants, but I'm not sure if 
because when I put the shout out for this, it was to cover the 77 wave and the 95 wave. And also, obviously, like the 95 wave brought a comeback of the Descendants. So whether that she meant the later albums or the earlier albums, I'm not sure. But yeah, so a bit of crossover there. I would say, is it My Though Goes to College, the first album? That's the one that I've got on my list, uh, I think, on my 90s list, actually. Uh, that be right? not everything. No, everything sucks. Everything sucks. sucks. That's, yes. I've, got, I've got that as a yeah, yeah, yeah so. that's right. And the aforementioned friend of the show, Rich Level, also said Gary Gilmore's eyes by I think the adverts. Yeah, really odd that because our old man was on about them to me the other day. The adverts we were driving down to um watch the cricket. You know, it's all punk round here, <laughs> and we were chatting about that. I only know that one tune really. Uh, I don't know much more uh, by them. So. I, I had a little bit from friend of the show, band friend, general friend, Scott Hardy. Um, See, this is going to be interesting because Scott doesn't... I know he plays in your punk band, but he doesn't really... I don't really class him as a punk, but from, from what we've spoken to him about on here. Yeah, I think... Um, well, from what he, he said, which we'll come on to, I think it's more... Uh, as you move forward a little bit, he, he sort of he's really into no effects, and, and you know, right. I think a bit of the guitar playing in that. I think so. His what he's thrown up from this first wave, if you will, were the 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 first Ramones album, and then the two biggies of the era, probably, which I'm sure we'll come on to. So never mind the bollocks and London Calling, but he does interestingly, and this is kind of something that I wanted to bring up before we get properly into our list, is that. He felt that the seventies era of punk is quite cliche, and and I think looking from where we stand now, yeah, I I see I see where he's coming from, and it's funny because like again, try not to give too much away, but like I associate more with the nineties and the two thousands punk, and because like. It's not very punk what your dad listens to, if you know what That's I mean. It. And it's ours, isn't it? It's we we found it, yeah. And, and then we've gone backwards. And um, I'm sure I'll say on when we do the '95 episode that in the same way that Pearl Jam opened the door to Neil Young for me, Tim Armstrong opened the door for, to Joe Strummer. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We also chatted about me and Scott that there's we feel there's a lot of good singles, lots of good tracks from that that era the 70s but not necessarily that many great albums which i would completely agree with that and when doing my research for this kind of backed up but also that the time frame it should like you were saying earlier we talk about 77 but you could almost stretch it back to like the first stooges album which is what 68 something like that it's early yeah. isn't it yeah yeah and yeah i mean there is an argument that the only records you actually need from this period is the greatest punk album ever made volume one <laughs> you know there's loads of like free cd box sets yeah. you can get in five cd sets and all of that and it's it'll have things like um god save the queen but the glenn matlock version yeah, yeah. Vicious, you know stuff like that yeah you know? yeah so right so i've got a few records that i think that i want to mention that i don't think will make the list yeah if you like it won't make the final few records that we agree on but i think that are definitely worthy of a mention, and they're definitely either, if not a precursor to that punk wave, they're definitely punk adjacent, which yeah. is going to be my favourite phrase for these episodes. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. Horses by Patti Smith. Right, yes. I, I, yeah, it's a really important album in the build-up to 
certainly the american side of it like if that makes any sense to you probably not i don't i don't know the record overly to be honest i've I've got raw power by the stooges because that's a bit earlier yeah yeah there's parallel lines by blondie again in america cbgb's yeah yeah in the scene if if not they guitars and getting spat on and Mm. piercings definitely in the scene definitely in that like punk new wave i suppose yeah i i i would probably count if if we're if we're doing it i'd probably count blondie as a punk band right yeah um, they, they they crop up like hanging on telephone crops up on all the like the compilation yeah. cd yeah 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 absolutely about. yeah there's definitely one one band who i associate with the punk scene which is nowhere near punk in terms of their sound and that's squeeze and i think you need to mm. mention Call for Cats and Argy Bargy in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And because when we were looking at this, I I look back at sort of, you know, some of the early kink stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It, it's not it's not a million miles away, is it? Like you know, you, you really got me and all that sort of thing. It's not. It's I guess it's almost a little bit the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the um, aesthetics of it perhaps mm. that sort of doesn't quite fit and i think that's quite a big thing of this sort of 77 there seems to be a lot of style isn't there yeah and i dare say a lot of style over substance with a lot of it yeah Um, Yeah. it's really odd because i i know i know people who would sort of probably refuse to speak to me for how i'm talking about some of these records and some of these bands you know what i mean like but it just doesn't do it for me really if i'm being honest a lot of this. there's a few bits that i think are really really special Absolutely, which I'm really, sure it will really come on special. To. Yeah, I think there's an awful lot of bandwagon jumping. Yeah, I've got um, one good tune, and I'll make it work off of that. Yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. Well, I mean, um, what's his name um, from up by you? What's his name from up by me? You know the band Tempo Tudor, vaguely. Yeah, right. So he is the son of what's his name Tudor Pole, who used to be the Tory MP for. Uh, uh, right. North Hereford or whatever. Uh, I didn't know that. So they, and he ended up doing. He took over on Crystal Maze. The son right. took, over, took over from Crystal Maze from um, Richard O'Brien. Oh uh, right, okay. Yeah, so he was in a punk band called Temple Tudor. I've about Temple Tudor. Uh, but his dad was, day, was the Tory MP for Gross. Hampster. <laughs> so there's, there's your punk credentials. Uh, yes, yeah. At least he's sticking it to his dad, like you, well, know, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Um. Is there anything on your list that you kind of wanted to mention, but you know probably won't make a like won't make the list, or is this just do you just want to have a run through and we'll I've compare got, notes? I've got one that I'd like to give a shout out to, um, and that's the Ruts, the Crack, because that's a really good album. That is a good, you know, it's got Babylon's Burning on it and something like Seds on it. You know, it's a really good album, and you know, it's got some really good stuff on it. And Babylon is burning. Is is, is if you're talking about anxiety, yeah, it's great, isn't yeah. it? And it's not on this album, but they go on and they do staring at the rude boys, which is a great track, cool band. But yeah, that's the one I've got on my list. I wanted to sort of that I you know not going to go to war over. No, there's a couple more I think we'll cross over, and I think these will probably be quite straightforward picks. Yeah, I do honest. as well, and I think we're not going to get into too much detail on them. We'll save those for their actual episodes. I've got your list in front of me, actually. And to be honest, you've doubled up artists a couple of times. So you've got a couple of different albums from yeah. the artists. So I think we need to narrow that down a little bit. Yeah, that's going to be... Well, it's not going to be... Pick one. So 
out the two of them, right, you've, you've put on your list, you've put Damn, Damn, Damned and Machine Gun Etiquette, where I've only just gone straight for Machine Gun Etiquette because mm. I think it's an absolute belter. Yeah, I think Machine Gun Etiquette is a better album. But Damn, Damn, Damned is the first. But he's the, exactly, and that's probably a bit of a spoiler for, for what else is to come. But yeah, and I, I was a little bit like, well, which do you go for? Do you know? Do you go for that one that is? What year was Machine Gun Etiquette? Was that seventy nine? Seventy nine, yeah. So yeah, and Damn Damn Dams, what seventy six? Is it? Uh, no, very early seventy seven. Ah, okay, we mentioned it back in February. We I think. did, then, didn't we? But then their second album came out at the back end of seventy seven, right? And then and then they toured for a while, and then it came out early seventy nine. Machine Gun Etiquette, right? But Machine Gun Etiquette is that band's ma- is this you know it is their masterpiece if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm. If I'm forced to pick out of the two of them, uh, I'd go Machine Gun Etiquette. So I'm going to write that down. Then, are we happy to go Machine Gun Etiquette for the list? Didn't make my final list. Did it not? No. Okay. No, but I will concede one. I will concede because I also have two albums by another band. Yeah, this is it. So I'm so we'll we'll go with machine gun etiquette. I'll write that down. Yeah. Yes, I'm just keeping notes. We haven't preempted the outcome. No. So um we've just each made of this. We've seen each other's this, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. To and in front. So and the other one, which I don't think is a conversation at all, really, because you've put the debut clash album. Yeah. And London Calling. Yeah. Similar reasons. Like <laughs> London Calling is obviously the masterpiece of the generation of the genre of music of you know of all time you know it's it's one of the it's a top 10 isn't it oh easily yeah 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 yeah. um so i'm again similar reasons though i thought if you're looking at that sort of I, i guess part of my thinking is this wave of punk is kind of like the kickoff almost and the clash's first record is the kickoff for the clash and i think that Janie Jones is the greatest side one, track one. It's amazing. I listened to it today, but the, the whole record, the, for that first Clash album, and I, the thing that jumped out to me was how slow it felt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I know, like, um, London's Burning is quite quick, and is Clash City Rockers on it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because there's two versions of it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. US and the UK version. A lot of it is, though, Rob. A lot of yeah. that sort of... 70s punk isn't in very fast really no, you know but i was surprised like my memory you know in my head it's faster yeah maybe i just maybe i just seen you playing janie jones too many times i was gonna say we do janie jones and like but you crank it out don't you yeah yeah like nath um he said i don't think i know this song and i was like you do and we play and you know and like again i showed it to mike and nath just at, at rehearsal oh, sorry a practice one night and we instantly just played it real really fast and then like Nath went back to sort of like work out the bass parts properly. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I do this song. I do know this song. I just know it at like half the tempo. But again, again, you're saying about the bass, that song is so bass heavy. Yeah. That whole album, like yeah. the bass is really high in the mix mm. and the guitars, even though they're distorted, they're almost, tinny's the wrong word, but they're thin. The thi- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, That's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. It is um, quite. I think that first album is, ov- obviously it's the first album and it's, is it sits alongside everything else that was released in 1977, but London Calling stands out above everything else that was released in 79. Yeah, and that's why I would go with London Calling. I'm, I'm happy to and go with that. Yeah, I will just say as well. I was listening 
listen to it quite a lot. But Lost in the Supermarket, mm-hmm. to me, sounds like something that Paul Weller would do with the Style Council, like yeah. five or oh, four years later. Yeah, there's a lot. Of... Oh, oh, speaking of Paul Weller, what, someone, what, one that um, I did have on my list of maybe probably wouldn't make the list, but yeah, is, is the Jam or Mod Cons. Yeah, it's a great record, isn't again, it? And again, it's punk adjacent. It's a bit moddy, isn't it? But it's it's in the scene, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely. Sorry, I forgot forgot that one. There, That's so. right. Um, I just think again yeah no i agree i think um london calling is like it's it's that again to to steal someone else's quote i don't know whose it is so apologies but like and i know this is something you don't like to do but it's it's one of those things that like the clash never did anything as good as london calling after london calling but neither did anybody else (laughs) you know like you know and it just kind of like yeah i agree i agree you you compare the two albums and it's a no contest. You know, you compare London Calling to anything. It's a no contest, yeah. really. But yeah, yeah, Lost in the Supermarket. Um, Clampdown's great. Clampdown's amazing. I was listening amazing. to Clampdown today, and I got real, like, early Manix vibes off it today. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Born to End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I love um, Jimmy Jazz on there. It's a yeah. great, great song. And, like, yeah, Wrong and Boy. It's just a great record, isn't it? So is that going on the list, oh, yeah, then? of course it is. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. No doubt. Right, okay. So yeah, so just to go back to the previous one, I would have uh, Machine and Etiquette didn't make the list because I had the both of the Clash records on there, which you you look at me like I'm a fool for that. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got a couple of weird ones. Yeah, come on. Then. Which I don't know if they will make the list or not. I think one of them will. Um, new boots and panties. Enjoying the blockheads. Right, right. I can't believe, and I, I'm in genuine shock. That that didn't didn't come up on my when I made my long list, and I don't know why, because if London Calling is one of the top ten records ever ever made, New Boots and Panties is in the conversation, mate. It's unbelievable. I think I went for it because it's very much it's a he's very much a poet doing punk, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and like in the same way is that I don't know. I think if he didn't have the band, he would have. Well, you know how John Cooper Clark had you yeah. know, did the music for a bit, but it was always a poet. I feel yeah. that that's the same with Ian Jury. He would have got his words out yeah, one definitely. way or another. Yeah, um, and I think he's a really important character in the whole punk story. Yeah, and I think I don't strummer and Mick Jones aside, probably I don't think anyone holds can hold a candle to him. In yeah. terms of writing um, and lyrics and, like, just, like, it's great. So, right, New Boots and Panties is on. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And just, just again, on a personal note, like, Ian Jory, to me, is one of the the biggest influences on, like, my songwriting with the Angry Barrels and, like, with what, we, what I try and do. I mean, it's the main influence is probably, like, him and Jamie T, and again, but you can kind of see that being passed down the line there, can't you? But, yeah, but I think Ian Jory's an, was an absolute genius, and I saw the blockheads, and it was great, but if I could go back in time and see anyone, Ian Jory would be right up there. Yeah, I saw the blockheads. They're it? great, and they are great. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're you really know? good. Um, like... I just, um, again, I, yeah, I can't believe we haven't spoken about it more, to be honest with you, but like, Plasto Patricia is one of the best songs you'll ever hear. Just even if it's just for the intro, you know, love it. It's amazing, though, isn't it? Like you know, and like 
There's, I've heard some live versions of it, and he proper like drools it out. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and it's got the hits in it. You know, again, yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's a easily easily on the list. Got to be. So we've got two spots left. Yeah, and three records to talk about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Are we putting? Never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols on there. Uh, yes, I think we are. I've I listened to it today. What do you think? First time I listened to it in a long, long time. Fuck me, what a record. You see, I put it on today as well, and it is good. It's better it's probably better than I give it credit for. Yeah. But I just can't stick in. Yeah, yeah. And like what else I can't stick as well is the whole like nothing's ever been as good since before, after, during them the Sex Pistols were wearing reality. It's not even the best album on our list, in no, my opinion. No, no, it's not even close. Um, no, 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 but it is still an amazing record. And what I didn't want to happen was that my prejudice against Johnny Rotten, who I think is an absolute tool, Yeah. Um, I didn't want that to besmirch the other members of the band. Yeah. Because, like, Steve Jones's guitar, just the sound mm. of that guitar, in places it's like a fucking buzzsaw. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. You know, in the, you know, the whole thing of punk is, like... You, simple and he's, he plays some good stuff on that he's and yeah compa- and compared to that first clash album it's fast yes it is yes and yeah it does make you sit up and it does make you listen and i think uh, do you know what i think it is right with johnny rotten well one he's turned into a tool for the establishment yeah but so strummer writes about what's going on around him yeah johnny rotten writes about how what's going on around him affects johnny rotten yeah yeah, and that's not like other other lots of other people write like that, mm. but he does it in a way that gets my heckles up a bit. Yeah, no, actually, I... like, like the, the biggest example I can I can give, and this is obviously people know what our politics are generally on this show by now. If you haven't, you've been listening to the wrong thing <laughs> for a while. But like, God save the Queen is not anti-monarchy. It's not. Well, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Let's overthrow the monarchy and start a republic. Yeah. It's look at all these, look at this generation that came before me waving their flags, propping up empire. Yeah. You know, having their parade for the, for the Jubilee and everything. And then he's marched, now we are, here we are nearly 50 years later Mm. and he's marching around with his Union Jack on his waistcoat and, you know, Brexit loving, flag waving, fucking tough twat (laughs) i know a lot of it is he's doing the opposite of what's expected of him because he thinks it's gonna be a Mm. i just think it's a fucking tool yeah i agree i agree i i so we had that we had that pistol show on on um disney yeah Mm. which i haven't watched yet to be fair I'm planning on watching it, but it was very much that he didn't want to have anything to do with it, and he went to court to try and stop mm. him doing it. Um, basically, denying his mates a payday because Steve Jones's book is based. On yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as it comes out, there's adverts in the paper for Public Image Tour. Yeah, yeah. Does he not put two and two together that people are going to watch the Pistols documentary and then want to go and see him? Where even if it is with public image yeah i mean the... and make some money off and he fucking made a butter advert so fucking and even more you know thinking even more cynically well not, not even perhaps cynically perhaps thinking logically in fact is that does he see that the pistols documentary is coming out well i'll buck against that 
yeah. and then I'll tour. It's a little bit like the Noel Gallagher thing when he slagged off Little Mix and then all oh, suddenly he's got a record out. It's that kind of playing the game, isn't it? And that's the yeah, thing. I, I think he'd done some good stuff with Public Image. I think it's some right. of Public Image stuff is all right. Yeah. Like, but, it's the, yeah, it's just the way he carries himself. It rubs mm. him the wrong way, to be honest. Especially when it comes with all the... I'm trying to pick my words carefully now. There's a certain group of punks from that scene that hold him in such high regard mm. that he is like king punk and can do no wrong yeah. whereas if they actually took a minute and had a look at what he's been doing and saying recently that's not what was coming out of that scene in yeah. the first place absolutely yeah and to to build on that and, and similarly there's a group of punk fans or, or punks or whatever that would deny your punk credentials if you don't think that's the greatest record ever made and they're yeah. the greatest band ever made yeah. uh, ever because they're There's not... an awful lot of gatekeeping around the Sex Pistols. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah. And um, I'll be honest, like there probably is a little bit, like you were saying, a little bit like I don't want to like it. I don't want to sort of hold it in high regard. But, you know, it, it is a great album, and it's not... It's... Like or not, it is pretty pivotal, isn't it? It's pretty, yeah, like... Yeah. Especially then. But, yeah, I think it deserves to go on the list. But, I mean... Like London calling pisses all over it. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But and 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 also with that, you can still see. I think you can see more in what we're going to record later on than in like the '95 wave, and certainly going forward, you can see more of stuff like the Clash, Stiff Little Fingers, maybe a little bit. Um, you can one of the blokes I'm going to mention in a minute, Elvis Costello. Mm. You can see more of that sort of stuff twenty years later coming through yes. than just the the Pistols. The yeah. Pistols might have. Been on telly calling a calling people names and mm. you know been the public face of it all, but there's a a lot more serious stuff has come out come out of that scene. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But it's a really, really it good, a good record. It's a good record. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is for all of that. So, which kind of puts me at a disadvantage, as we've both said, that has to go on the list because there's no way the last two records we've got to talk about. Are in the same game, really. So what 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 have we got on our list so far then? Because I've only got one more down. So we've got so far the list of the seventy nineteen seventy seven ish ish yeah ish uh, punk records. We've got the Dams, Machine Gun Etiquette, the Clashes, London Calling, Enjoying the Blockheads, New Boots and Panties, and Never Mind the Bollocks. Yeah. So one I wanted to mention and would be on my list. I I would pick every time as a pivotal album of that time mm-hmm. is Armed Forces by Elvis Costello and The Attractions. Right. I think it's a really good album. I think it's really yeah. well written and like you just see what Elvis Costello is going to become on it and it's just it's you say about London Calling being above everything else mm. in 79 that's above everything else in 77. And it's still of the scene, it's still of the time, and it's still... Yeah. Yeah, And but unfortunately, it's now on a head-to-head battle with your pick, which is... Well, my pick is the debut Ramones album. Which so, I can't really put anything up against. It's, it's tricky, because, like... They're very different records. They're extremely different records. Um... I didn't even Costello didn't even cross my mind to be honest, if, you know. Um, but I'll just I'll just make my case. Yeah, okay, it's not as perhaps as good 
you know, writing wise as something like because Costello were put out. But let me just hit you with the track listing. So you've got Blitzkrieg Bop, Beat on the Brat, Judy is a Punk, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend, I Want to Sniff Some Glue, 53rd and 3rd. It's. Is I Believe in Miracles on that one or not? Uh, No. No, that's later, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's hot chocolate, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Joey Ramone, you sexy fig. Um, actually, I must say, I was surprised that Elvis Costello record was so early. Really? I thought it was later. I thought it was more of an 80s like record. 81 like yeah. or something, yeah. <sighs> Oliver's Army's on it. Yeah. I don't want to go to Chelsea. Is that on it? I don't think it is. Actually. Yeah, so Armed Forces, Accidents Will Happen. Great tune. It's a great tune, isn't it? Oliver's Army, Senior Service, Goon Squad, mm-hmm. Two Little Hitlers. Yeah. Um, it's got What's So Funny About Peace, Love and Understanding. Is that on there, is it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party Girl, Green Shirt, Big Boys. Mm. Sunday's Best. Yeah, there's some good tunes on there, but it's not the Ramones' first album. It's not, is it? I don't mean and to I've, like... And we've put, we've put Nevermind the Bollocks on there because of its impact. Mm. But I don't think you get it if you don't have the Ramones. No. When was that one? What was that, 75? 1976 it came right, out. Right, okay. But uh, early 76, I believe, yeah. I look at, and I, I, I know this is slightly contradicting what I've been saying for most of the night, but like you look at you look at punk in that era, and you just like it just doesn't it just doesn't work without the Ramones. I just don't yeah. think it does. Like I, I, and I'll be honest, I really like Elvis Costello. Yeah. I think he's one of the great bespectacled artists of our of all time. Much like yourself, how much, like, much like myself. It's me and myself here. Yeah, yeah. It's me, Graham Coxon, and Rivers Cuomo. You know, they're the big three. <laughs> Excuse me. What about the piano man? Uh, which piano man? Billy Joel. No, oh, well, I was going to say, <laughs> if you're talking Joel, then yeah, El- El- Elton John, Ben Folds, <laughs> Ben Folds. I was on about. Yeah, I but, figured. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't. I just don't think you can have seventy-seven discussion without. The Ramones and the Pistols, to be honest. No, and I don't, and I don't think Elvis Costello and the Attractions can take the place of Machine Gun Etiquette, London mm. Calling, or Ian Jury either. So, yeah. So there we go. We've done it. I thought it was going to be hard. I thought it was going to be a bit harder for that last one, to be honest. No, no, because like, if it was a choice between Elvis Costello and I don't know Machine Gun Etiquette, well, I might have pushed a bit harder. But how hard would you push? I had the Ramones on my original list. Yeah, your long list. And my long list. And then I put new boots and panties on my short mm. list. And then that made space for one more. And I went Velvet Costello because I knew you'd have the Ramones. Right. Okay. And and I suppose we both picked Machine Gun Etiquette, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And London Calling. Mm. And never mind the bollocks. Yeah. So it was three records for two spaces, really. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with that five, if you're happy with that five. Right, so coming up over the next few months, we'll be having standalone spotlight episodes for The Dam's Machine Gun Etiquette, the absolutely monumental London calling by The Clash. That might have to be a double episode. Yeah, yeah. Ian Jury and the Blockheads, New Boots and Panties, Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bollocks, and the eponymous debut album from The Ramones. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good, pretty good list, to be honest. 
So if anyone's listening and thinks we got it completely wrong, send us a message on our Go socials. Go fuck yourself. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> send, send us a message on our socials. We're at Records and Bands. You can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And that's probably the most podcasty yeah. stuff I've said on this thing in a yeah, while. Weird that. <laughs> so yeah this tonight for um these episodes coming up we're just about to record a, another one of these little episodes about the 1994-95 west coast of america epitaph wave of punk mm. if you like yeah so stick around for that and we'll catch you next time on records and bands cheers bye, bye. bye.